the I Should Have Known podcast. We're a trivia podcast, but with a twist. Sure, we've got lots of fun facts and interesting nuggets about a topic, but we've made a game out of it. One of our hosts, Soup's Andy or Tanner, has become a 20-minute expert on a topic, and they will present us with four big facts about it. But one of those facts is total BS. So listen as our other hosts try to sniff out the lie and guess along with them. Will you figure it out, or will you be shaking your head saying, I should have known? Welcome to another episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. This month, we're featuring topics with a Valentine's theme. So today, Andy has four facts about the color pink. Let's see if we can guess her lie. Yeah, we're talking about the color pink. To start off, what are your associations with pink? Rose. Yeah, flowers. Well, it's being sold to us as a feminine color. Yeah, so right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I say it's being sold to us because that's not necessarily the case always. But yeah, we will talk about that. I think of like love, right. partners, couples, yeah. babies. Yeah. And for some reason, gender reveal. YouTube oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk quite a bit about the gender associations of the color pink. But yeah, I think most people think of pink as being associated with love and romance. It's very calming. It's also yeah associated with women and femininity. Mm-hmm. But I should say the caveat that's in Western culture. So I wanted to talk about how color is cultural. Mm-hmm. Right. How you break up the rainbow, the spectrum of light in your head, depends on your culture. So there isn't a universal concept of what colors mean. And that's going to matter when we're talking about pink. Okay. That's pretty philosophical, I think. Yes. Color is cultural. Who knew you could go so deep with colors? It's pretty amazing. And color is especially interesting to linguists because in many ways, culture and language influence one another and they influence our relationship with color. And you can kind of trace languages by their names and words for certain colors. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the example I thought of was that in Korean, their word for pink is pink. They borrowed it from English because until English-speaking Westerners went to Korea, they didn't think of this color as different from other shades of red. Okay. And that's actually how it was in Europe, too, for a long time. Until about the 15th, 16th century, in English, we didn't have a separate word for this color. It was considered a shade of red, light red. Hmm. And many languages today call it light red. Mm -hmm. They don't have a different word for the color pink. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. Okay. Interesting. And you can see it in other languages too, right? Like Polish, Russian. These have different words for different kinds of blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we call them all the same blue, dark blue, light blue, whatever. But to them, they're different colors. Well, they name them different colors. Yeah. Right. So that brings me to my first questionable fact about pink. Okay. Fact number one, the word pink originally referred to a greenish yellow pigment. Okay. Greenish yellow. Yeah. And when you say originally, what kind of dates are we talking about? This comes from the 15th century. Okay. Hmm. First written evidence that we have of the word pink comes from about this time. Okay. In English, of course. Mm -hmm. Pink was the name of a pigment. So if we're talking about color, we have to talk a little bit about color history Mm -hmm. and how, you know, back in the day... 
we couldn't make such distinctions with colors. You know, if you're dyeing things and painting things from natural pigments, it's not going to be the same color every time. You're not going to be able to argue, is this purple or boysenberry or plum or burgundy? You can't argue all of these things. Yeah. So pink was the name of a pigment that was greenish yellow. It was made from buckthorn berries. Okay. And we don't know why they called it pink. Hmm. But yeah, so if you ever read in like a text, if someone talks about English pink or Dutch pink, they're actually talking about this color, this yellowish green. Wow. Even today? In pigments, yes. They still make this pigment today. Okay. English pink. But how did it switch from greenish yellow to our modern light red? They don't really know, honestly. Like, they don't know where the name pink came from. Well, we know why we started calling light red pink. That's fact number two. But we don't oh, know okay. why we took the name from this pigment to do that. Mm-hmm. Or the other possibility is they're not related at all. And it's just a coincidence. Hmm. Okay. Or you're like. <laughs> all right. So fact number two is similar and related. Fact number two, the word pink for the color today comes from a flower. Okay. So there are flowers called pinks. Oh, like violets, roses. Yeah. So I know, Soups, you're studying Spanish. Mm-hmm. What's the Spanish word for pink? Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of Indo-European languages, they use the word for the flower rose for their color pink. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. English is weird. Yeah. And <laughs> we named the color pink after a flower called pink. But you probably know this flower by its more modern name carnation oh yeah i know carnation yeah and carnations are kind of funny because they're sometimes called like the poor man's rose (laughs) so english's name for pink comes from like the cheap rose (laughs) rose. (laughs) yeah as you mentioned indo-european so most north indian languages Mm -hmm. the word for pink is basically synonym with rose yeah that's really, really common. English is really kind of the outlier in Indo-European languages. Most Indo-European languages, by far, named after the flower rose. Mm-hmm. Right. Another common one, especially in the other Germanic languages, is just light red. In mm, Norwegian, right. they just call it light red. And even in Celtic languages as well, they call mm-hmm. it light red or they borrow the English word pink. Interesting. Okay. But it's not only rose, right? I mean, we also have violet. Yeah. The reason that these colors are named for flowers is because they were extremely difficult to replicate. Right. So we could dye things yellow a long, long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so we have this name for this color. It's really old. Right. Same with red. Blue, not so much, but many things in nature are blue and green. And so we kind Mm -hmm. of have, we already had these words. But for pink and for violet... People took the words for flowers because they didn't have another means of making this color until about the 19th century. Hmm. And you can tell in the language this, you can see that originally in the texts that talked about pink, they called it pink color or color of pinks. Right. It wasn't until the 18th century that they dropped the word color and just called it pink. Yeah. No, what you're saying definitely makes sense because Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking, you know, all of the Renaissance art, I don't think you see pink or violet at all. Like you see a lot of hues of green, yellow. Yeah. You hardly spot these colors. So again, pink was light red. Mm -hmm. We could make red. We had lots of ways to make red, red Red. matters and lakes and all these other kinds of pigments. 
So if you mixed it with white, you could make something that we would nowadays call pink. But humans didn't have this ability. So actually, I'm kind of a pigment and dye nerd. So (laughs) one of the first pink dyes was magenta, which Mm. wasn't invented until the mid-19th century. So until then, we humans couldn't recreate this color. Right. So pinks are a flower. Hmm. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And now we're going to get to the cultural associations of these colors. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe you've heard this fact before. Fact number three. Historically, pink was for boys and blue was for girls. Right. Yeah, this sounds familiar, but I can never remember if it's on those lists of things you didn't know or misconceptions that you think you didn't know. Yeah, Yeah, I will add the caveat that just like nowadays, no association is 100%. So like you can find counterexamples. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but the general acceptance is that this is what it was. And there's a reason for this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pink, again, is a light red. So before we had a concept of pink being different from red, at least in Western cultures, it was considered a red. And red is a very masculine color associated with war. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. So pink was masculine because it's a kind of red. Mm -hmm. It started taking on more feminine associations starting in about the 19th century and then in the middle of the 20th century around the 1950s. And especially in the 1990s, pink became a solidly feminine color. Okay. Blue is for girls. Do you know why? Well, Soup's talked about the Renaissance, so I thought maybe you could figure it out. Oh, right. Blue always signified the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Exactly. Blue is for the Virgin Mary. So blue is for girls. Huh. Right. You can find paintings of, you know, rich little baby boys in pink. Famously, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the U.S. president during World War II. There's a photograph of him in a pink dress as a small child. Uh-huh. I remember reading about this, that in the 1990s, where it was established that pink is a feminine color, was it sort of a marketing gimmick as it is with most of the things? Yeah, or? pink was also kind of associated with femininity just to some degree for a long time. But it was really the 50s especially made it a thing. And the thing about the 90s is related to marketing soups. You're on the right track. <laughs> okay. But it's because the marketers were responding to a technological change. So in the 90s, ultrasounds got good enough to be able to tell the sex of a fetus. Mm-hmm. Right. So parents could now go shopping specifically for the sex of the baby they were expecting. Mm-hmm. So you could color baby products and gifts blue or pink for the newborn before they're born. Yeah. When the baby is born, mm-hmm. you already have all of these things. Oh. The market kind of responded to this thing where these parents all of a sudden, they wanted... I don't want to say gender specific because we're talking about fetuses. They don't have gender. Right. Yeah. But parents were already putting these gender associations on. And this was really big in the 90s because that was when that kind of first became widely available and accurate. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that nowadays, we know, we have people call them gender reveals. I like to call them genital reveals because that's really <laughs> what they are. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, that really shows that in the last 30 years, this has really become strongly connected. Blue for boys, pink for girls. Yeah. And So, when I say historically, it was never as strong as it is now. Right. But it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Tanner, I think you and I, we should start a movement. We got to take pink back. Pink <laughs> is our color. I'm okay with pink. Yeah, I like pink. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take pink. Yeah. That's actually a perfect segue into fact number four. Oh, okay. Fact number four. 
Men who wear pink to work get paid on average a thousand pounds more per year than men who don't. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely going to do that now. So a thousand pounds is about $1,600. Yeah. That's a life hack I did not know. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Time to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was from a survey done in the UK in 2012. Okay. They surveyed office workers. They also found men who wore pink shirts were more highly educated than men who preferred white or blue shirts. Hmm. Men who wore pastels, especially pink and purple, were more likely to have had an office romance than men who did not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. That's why my wardrobe is full of blue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, you gotta get some get some pink. Need a wardrobe makeover. Yeah, 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 yeah I need a makeover. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> especially after this fact. Well, given the fact is true. Yeah, assuming that you're not watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? Yeah, yeah. Do we know why? Is there been like some research? I will add that this was paid for by the U.S. cotton industry. Okay. Okay. These are just the survey results. So right. there were some speculations about why, but it wasn't really clear because other surveys have shown that men who wear pink on dates with women are less likely to be asked for a second date. Hmm. But they think it might have to do with confidence. Right. So men okay. who are more confident are more likely to wear pink and more confident men are also more likely to you know, ask for promotions yeah. and, and raises yeah. and things right. like this. So I, yeah. don't, I don't know, but that's quite a lot of money. Yeah, that is. Given that you already have a wage gap between men and women oh, <laughs> and yeah. you add pink on top yeah. of that. Yeah. I also got a little annoyed about this fact as a woman because women who wear pink do not make more money than women don't. So it's kind of annoying that being feminine is, you know, it's confident and beneficial to men, but when women are feminine, oh. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, like, how you have pink as, like, a feminine color, more or less. Yeah. But blue isn't really the color of masculinity. Yeah, that is interesting. Blue for boys? The association for pink is so strongly feminine, but... The association for blue for boys is is not really as strong. No, exactly. I think maybe part of that is kind of what we've been talking about, where pink is kind of a new color. Right. It doesn't have centuries of associations, and it also isn't very naturally occurring, only in flowers. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I do know that the reason blue was associated with the Virgin Mary was because blue pigments were also very difficult to create, and they were very expensive. So... Virgin Mary gets the best. <laughs> of course. And nowadays, we just take color for granted, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of things yeah. wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of those four big facts I gave, one is not true. Wow. Okay. Can you read the facts for us again? Okay. Fact number one. The word pink originally referred to a greenish-yellow pigment. Fact number two. The word pink, for the color we know today, comes from a flower. Fact number three. Historically, pink was for boys and blue was for girls. And fact number four. Men who wear pink to work get paid, on average, 1,000 pounds more than men who don't. One of those is a lie. Hmm. 
I'm thinking the survey one sounds plausible. Yeah. And I think fact number three, I think, is more or less true because I think I've heard about it. Yeah, I've definitely heard that before. Yeah. I'm just not 100% sure if it's a misconception that I have heard or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my hunch is towards one or two. Yeah. So the yellow-green or the pink flower? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not yellow-green. Maybe it's like red and some other pigment or, yeah. like, you know, it's not as wild as... Yeah. yellow green and and even the flower part hmm. i'm thinking maybe the flower one maybe it's not true because like carnations are part of the rose family or something right. and mm-hmm. we don't know where pink came from for the color mm-hmm. now makes sense but then i still i don't know if yellow green was ever called pink that seems so weird yeah but that's why maybe it's a true fact yeah you know, that we never heard of it yeah. but okay we gotta choose i think i'll i'll pick one okay I'm going to pick the flower one. I'm going to pick two. All right. So we have totally discarded three and four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see if it comes back to bite us. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys went for the kind of historical. Yeah, the origins. Drum roll, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to inform you boys, but you're both wrong. We're both wrong. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Please don't tell me it's three. Oh. It's three, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Fact number three is the lie because <gasps> historically pink had nothing to do about a distinction between genders. It had to do about age. Uh-huh. Pink was for young people and babies, uh-huh. right? Not for old people. Oh. And blue has been associated with lots of different things throughout history. So the distinction wasn't gender based; it was age based. Oh, it didn't switch. It just got narrowed. Yeah. Yeah. Pink could be seen as masculine, that was true, but it kind of just was like all babies wore pastels or white. White was really common for babies because white's easy to wash. Yeah. Pink represents youthfulness. Uh. Historically, it'd be really garish for an older person to wear pink. Huh. Man or woman. Wow. Yeah, the boy girl thing totally made sense. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, the marketing thing, you backed it up. I mean, that, oh, that part is true, though. Like, true. why pink and blue are so strongly associated with genders now that I didn't make any of that up. Right. Right. It's just that in the past, people didn't really care right. if a baby was a boy or a girl or male or female or whatever. It was just a baby. Yeah. Mm. They didn't care. It wasn't about like masculine or mm. feminine for babies. They're just babies. Yeah. Right. Wow, Tanner, you and I totally blew totally. that one. <laughs> I think you pinked it. Oh. Oh, no. Well, I should have known that. <laughs> I should have known. Thanks for listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. Check us out on social media to get extra fun facts and to let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can even let your friends know about your new favorite trivia podcast. You got to find that little penis in there.